0: All right, welcome to Equal Time Soccer. We are joined by two stars from the Gopher Soccer team. We have Raylan Baker and Kenzie Langdock here. Thanks so much for joining us. This is this is bonkers to have you both taking your Friday evenings up to join us. So thanks so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, good to be here.
0: And I I don't know what is going on for my gopher shows. I think I've become a jinx because I continue to invite players on and then a terrible loss happens and then they're still willing to come on so you both you both are saints coming on after a tough road loss against iowa which was just a tough battle the whole whole way across you know nothing it was one zero it's a classic big ten road match we will not dive into it but thank you so much for coming on after a fun drive back home uh today let's jump right in and my first question is for For Lynn Baker, this was such a funny, you know, you went through what is probably maybe like the kookiest freshman year of all time. You, you had the, you come on campus, you have the delay until the season in the spring, then the spring season is only the conference year. And then, you know, those games are also being played in February. So you're in like rec domes, you're in, games are getting moved. I think your Michigan State game maybe got moved. So you were there an extra day. You spent what I assume is like two straight weeks in Michigan. And it wasn't that, but it felt like that. And so do you you think players in your class who now have had what is quote unquote a normal year have sort of a more of appreciation for like this fall season?
2: I think there's more or there's less of an unknown, which is very, very helpful. I mean, going through freshman year and me and um, Soph talked about how crazy it was, how things just like switched on you and you just didn't know when your next game was or if there was going to be a next game or anything like that. So I thought that now having somewhat a normal season, I still ask some of the upper classes, is this like, is this like, well, are we going to have to wait for this or like what's going on? But I think it's really nice to have just a pretty, from what I heard is a somewhat normal season other than. COVID's still here.
0: Right, right. It's Yeah, it's it's kind of nuts to have <laughs> to pretend this is normal when there's still very much a global pandemic going on. But compared to last year, certainly feels much more normal. Absolutely, 100%. And so, Kenzie, we're going to pivot to you. And I, I just have to say we need to peek behind the curtain here because you have been an absolute studded outside back. But for someone like me or even just the fans, tell us about, and, and to add a little more context, you played up top, you know, from the very beginning in your career and you did correct me, you did see some spot minutes at outside back that freshman year, but you, you've played so many years at forward and then um, transitioned outside back this year, have looked so solid back there defensively, let alone your absolute bangers that you've been scoring your goals from outside back. But what, give us a little bit of a peek behind the curtain of when did you actually start training back there either over the summer or early camp or was it something where maybe it was first sort of an idea broached and then you had to kind of digest that and normalize it. But what did it look like for you that transition from, you know, being a part of a big rotation up top to I'm a 90 minute, a game outside back.
1: Yeah. So I think, I mean, I played WPS all the summer for MTA and we always play a three-five-two. My coach there, we always play a three-five-two. And so I am usually an outside mid in that formation, and sometimes, like one of the outside center backs. And so I think, I mean, that like transition kind of started for me in the summer. But I mean, the first day of camp, I came in and I played forward a little bit, and then we like we played eleven v eleven at night, and then for the second half, Aaron was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have you play outside back." and then it just kind of stuck, and I was with the defenders every day after that. So it was a pretty quick switch for me, but it's been really fun.
0: Now I need to go back, and we need to like make you remember, there was a game where Aaron went and watched a WPSL game, and now in my head I'm wondering if in that game in particular you played like the right center back or something. Do you remember if that game?
1: I think I played outside mid. I think I was the right outside mid in that game. And Correct. yeah, I remember being kind of nervous cause I had a, I had a chance right in front of goal, like the first five minutes and I whiffed for sure. So that was, that was tough.
0: That was that I will say it was really funny when Aaron physically got to Minnesota because there were situations like that where I had only done a show with her. She didn't know me. And for all I know, she then and still thinks I'm a clown rightfully but all these people had never met her, even as much as I had. And they were asking me being like, oh, wait, would you maybe go up to her with me? And I'm like, she's never met me either. Like, <laughs> But it's this yeah. new coach, this new coach, like anxiety of, oh, my gosh, someone who's in charge of the program, which is so, yeah, it was so funny. And yeah. so speaking of adjustments, Baker, we talked about you coming in and having just a weird freshman year, a weird spring. And then. We don't have to get too deep into it, but you had, you know, you had some challenges of not being cleared to play and you were still working back. And then even this fall, I think one thing I've appreciated and I know um, Josie, who calls the games with me, we're both such gigantic Raylan Baker fans was, you know, you got those spot minutes in uh, late in that tie game. I forget if it was Mississippi State or whatever game it was. And I had this fear that maybe those spot minutes were just because, oh, we have a corner kick and this player's really tall. And then all of my hopes came true and it turned into you growing this role and becoming part of the rotation. But you had so many specific twists and turns along the way. And I think a lot of players deal with that of, I was such a star in club or I was a star in high school and then I have to earn my role. And then even once I earn my role, I have to prove it over and over again And so for you, just talk through some of that transition for you, because I think a vast majority of players have to go through that. But so many of the times when we're talking to a player, it's like this shiny, rosy version of, oh, my gosh, someone scored the game winning goal and they have this big role. But it's like to get there takes all of this grit and grind. So just talk through what it was like for you to go through that era of like learning the system, getting comfortable, then getting some minutes, then proving those minutes. That whole journey.
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, at least for me, and I can feel like a lot of players that have had injuries or trying to get back. It, it's a struggle. There's definitely there's. It's all. It's mental. It's physically. It's all of the above. And I think just yeah. kind of working through that, and with my teammates around me, that helped a lot. Um, just knowing that I'm doing it for someone, not just me Um, because sometimes it's hard to just look at yourself and be like hey like we gotta go and then looking at my team and looking at how like Mm -hmm. motivated they were and they pushed me and that helped me push myself and I think um, without the team around me it would have been a lot harder Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely working to get those minutes to be able to be on the field and play with the team that constantly drove me to be the best I could and to constantly um, push me in practice and expecting what I should expect from myself every single day I come into practice. And I think that was very helpful and um, a big thanks to all of them for doing it.
0: Right. So. Well, and, and like last spring, for instance, there's I've had so much fun when Ali Renke called the game with me and she had so many years of being what would objectively be called like a deep bench player, like someone who maybe gets some spot minutes, but really is sort of deep in the bench, not playing every game. And like for you last spring, is some of that camaraderie, like literally on game days, just keeping each other sane? Or or is it more about like when I'm low, I need someone to just sort of either I need someone to bitch to or I need someone to like vent to or I need someone when I'm down on myself. They're like, no, fake, you can ball. Like how how much of it is just like the random game day stuff of we sort of know we maybe won't play but we have to be engaged and be fans and how much of it is managing those lows where it's like, we just need to make sure we don't get too low.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of it was being there for your team. Even if I'm not there on the field is being there for the people. If it's emotionally, if you need to right. um, even cheer them on throughout the game. I think that was a big thing through my freshman years, being a part of the team, even without playing. And I think like that helped me to um, be a better player, even this season, knowing that I have the team with me and um, creating that um, chemistry within um, my teammates. And I think that's something I took from my freshman year, not being able to play and um, using kind of what I had in front of me and um, used the controllables and kind of stuck with it and did what I needed to do and did my part. And um, that definitely helped me out through this season and being um, strong with the team and being able to play as a team.
0: Yeah, if anyone has any questions about the camaraderie amongst, like, this fall's group, they need to go back and watch the reaction after Ainsley scored her first career goal. And, like, the the sheer amount of just raw, unadulterated joy was, like, I felt it from the top of ELR. It was absurd. It was just, like, the sweetest, nicest, you know, like, most heartfelt moment of the year of just, like, a freshman getting their first goal was just like bonker. It was so, yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) And the the pictures in the video are also crazy. So we, we spent some time talking about Baker, your freshman year, Ken's we are, we are as far away from that as we can with your, your current playing career. You are the sole fifth year player for the Gophers squad. And there are still a couple of folks in your class playing, you know, Ari Del Moral is up at St. Cloud and they were so psyched to have her up there. Athena Kuhn is down at LSU and they had a really great start to the year. She's been balling out down there in Louisiana about as different as you can get from a late fall from Minnesota as a late fall Louisiana. But I'm, I'm curious for you, you know, you actually made your decision before the coaching change happened too. So you were really, you've had a couple um, big wild cards since then, but what made you for sure want to come back and, have your fifth year and specifically, um, use that fifth year with the Gophers.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, Baker kind of touched on it, but like this team is huge. And like the relationships I have with my teammates and like the chemistry we have is just like, unlike any team I've ever been on. And so I think that made the decision pretty easy for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I first decided to stay, it's like Maddie was going to stay too. And then she ended up, she was like, ah, like, let's see what other options I have. And now she's like balling out at Duke. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> but like, I think even when she decided to go somewhere else, I was still like, yeah, I still like, I'm going to be fine. Like this team is like my home. And that's something that Aaron has really driven this year too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, couldn't be more happy with my decision to stay.
0: Yeah. And I guess my follow-up would be, what's your course load look like? Because I I have had so much fun talking to players about like the grad school rules versus the undergrad rules. I'm like the only person in the world that cares about like what people's course load is, is like, because we, I, we spend so much time talking about y'all as athletes. And it's this crazy thing where imagine being a freshman and like Raylan, we were talking to you, you didn't even talk about this part, but like being a freshman and dealing with oh, shit, I'm taking college classes for the first time. I have this new schedule I have to manage. I have training and games, you know, like basically a full-time job on top of that. So, hence, what's this course look like? Are you, are you staying alive by just keeping chill in the fall? Or what's what's the vibe?
1: Yeah, so I have, like, all my major classes done. The only thing I need to do is student teach. So I added, I was a bio minor, or bio major my first years. So I was like, ah, oh, I'll finish my bio minor. And then I added a coaching minor too. So I'm in 12 credits, like coral reef ecology. I'm taking tennis. Like it's, it's a pretty chill fall for me. I'm enjoying myself.
0: (laughs) I would believe you if you didn't say you added a bio minor. Like that was like, I had, you had me up until you mentioning like adding a biology minor. Hard sciences are not chill, Kenzie. You should know that.
1: I mean, so, I'm only in one class though for it. I have the rest of them done. It's like a two-credit. It's literally called Coral Reef Ecology, so it's it's pretty great. fun.
0: That's yeah. great, and and maybe you'll get to do a random. You know, you can do a J term down in the Bahamas. Who yeah. knows? So yeah. we'll take we'll take a quick break to let folks know, let viewers know that this week's episode is brought to you by Pence Homes. Pence Homes is a real estate team with Keller Keller Williams. I personally have experience working with Nate and Lydia. When we sold our old home and bought the home I'm in right now last fall, Uh, Nate has been a supporter of local soccer, including as an owner of the Minnesota women's soccer team. Shout out MN Woso. Uh, We also enjoyed working with some of their preferred lenders, Angie Shear. Angie was like such a baller. I owe my life to Angie uh, with Luminate Financing. If viewers have house questions, whether selling, buying, need a furnace, need flooring, reach out to them, Penshomes.com. You see them scrolling on the bottom because that is how professional we are. We have a scroll, no big deal. All right, so let's jump into uh, some some other pieces here. Let's go all the way back to late, late May. I've hinted at this a few times, but the moment when the coaching change happens, and obviously you both were recruited to come under a previous head coach, coaching changes, and I'm curious, not about your first reaction of hearing there's a new head coach or hearing it's Aaron, what was your actual first conversation with Aaron? Not like a big group Zoom, not like a team meeting, but the first time you actually talked to the new coach, head coach, Aaron Chastain, personally, what do you remember about that conversation? Because I think for folks who have followed our coverage this fall, you know we've been talking about the players' impressions of. Being coached by Aaron, being coached by the new staff, the new dynamic, how positive it seems, like all these things. But what was that very first impression you had when you had that first conversation with her? And Kens, we'll give Baker a break. You're you're a fifth year senior. We'll let Baker have some time to think. But so Ken, <laughs> what was that first, what was that first reaction you had of your first one-on-one conversation with her?
1: I think my first like one-on-one or close to one-on-one conversation with her was after that WPSL game. Yeah, And yeah. um, I just remember like going away from it. And I was like, she like is really excited to be here. And like, I think this is going to be a really fun season. And I was like, I think she's going to be intense. And I think she's going to push us. But I think it's going to be really fun because she, you could just tell like right away how much she cared about this program, being part of it and now being back to it. So I think that was my first impression. Of
0: yeah. Raylin, how about you?
1: I think for me, I mean, I probably didn't
2: have as many one-on-one time as Kenzie um, would have. Um, But when I did have my first one-on-one, it was like Kenzie said, she was as excited as she was to be here as I was. And I think like that was something that kind of like is sometimes hard to find. Like you both want to be excited to be on the team that you are. And um, for me, it was just. I wanted someone to push me and I knew she was going to push me as long with the rest of the coaching staff Mm -hmm. Um, and that all they do is want the best for us. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something that um, shows um, when I did talk to her is she wants nothing but the best for each and every one of us. And I think that's something that she prides herself on. And I think that um, was very um, exciting to see.
0: Yeah. And other, I mean, that excitement is, it's sort of funny. Cause Ken, the first time you met her was probably when she was like literally moving her family across country too. So it's like to be able to express that joy through the logistical hell that is moving an entire family is great too. I think, you know, easily the most common thing I've heard from, from players and other folks around the program is just um, that part of Aaron's style is being really transparent and direct and sort of like you said, Ken's like, it's, that can come through in sort of a um, uh, an intense way, but also there's there's less of, like, games to that. And both of you were in a position where, like, Kenz, you ended up changing positions. Raylin, you were trying to, like, can I just cement a spot in this damn rotation? And so I have to imagine, like, less mystery is somewhat helpful in those scenarios, right?
1: Definitely. <laughs> For <Yeah>. sure.
0: <laughs> All right, one one thing, and I, I mentioned to you, Ken's when when we were just before recording one thing I'm super curious about and and Raylan I still want you to jump in on this but especially for Ken's you have been around forever now I think you were around the gopher program probably before me as a weird person covering the team so you've obviously done a lot of road trips you've been to every Big Ten campus a lot of other campuses so talk through you know what are some of your favorite away fields to play on like the actual playing venue And then what are some of the most fun away trips just for like the road trip itself, other than the game as well. And Raylan, we'll have you jump in to gut check what Ken says too.
1: Yeah. So I think, I mean, we have the best field in the conference, hands down. There's no question. Our field is like the best surface to play on and I will argue that forever. Um, I think a really close second is Purdue. They have a, a really nice field. um, as far as, like, campus goes, we were just at Northwestern. I hate their field because it's turf and it's, like, right on the water. But it's also pretty because it's right on the water. And it's, like, you can see uh, Chicago, like, right down. It's so – it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. And I think my favorite, like, trip to go on – I like the longer trips just because it's, like, more time as a team. So the, like, Rutgers-Maryland trip is always, like, fun because we're, we're away for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Raylan, how about you?
1: I think I would do second Kenzie on that with
2: Northwestern. It was really, like, nice. (laughs) I mean, there was a lot to look at and everything like that. And I would say, I mean, I've only been to really, I think only this season's games away. So I'd say Purdue is another, like, it was actually nice to play on. I didn't roll my ankle on any of them, (laughs) any of the surfaces. (laughs) um, But I would say, I mean, when I travel, I normally sleep the whole time. So, so I would say even if it's a longer trip, I mean, either way, it's kind of like time traveling. But it is, I would say the longer ones are nicer to have when you get time like with the team, even it's if it's in the hotel, or even if it's the times on the bus or on the plane. It's just kind of nice to be with kind of almost your second family. And um yeah.
0: There's a whole and there I should add, there's a whole like third rating system for best away trip. For view for the broadcast, because the Northwestern game, you see the lake behind, and then folks found a picture of like someone with a boat who had a Minnesota flag, which is just such a baller move. By the way, I'm still open. If someone can tell me it was them, I will, I will like make a statue of you. We will make this happen because that's such a baller move. But even Pens, I don't know if you remember when you did like the, what I dubbed the Utah Cup, when you played Utah and Utah State. In that one, the field is literally, like, amongst the mountains. And so the game broadcast is, like, the, the playing field and then, like, mountains in the back. It was bonkers.
1: Yeah, that was, that was a really cool trip, too. I remember right. that one, we got, like, rain delayed. We had to go back in the locker room for, like, I don't even know how long, but... I,
0: and I, and I clearly let the mountains cover over my memory of that. I have no memory of the rain delay. So before we get into we do have some fun trivia at the end. But I have one more thing to make sure that, you know, while you both are here, I know, you know, the, the team, you are much more well-rounded than just the all-star soccer players that I constantly hype you up for are there any issues or topics that either of you are you know, passionate about that you want fans to dial into or pay attention to or anything like that? Cause I want to make sure if I'm borrowing your hype for the sake of this show, if you want to use this platform, I, I will give it to you.
1: I don't think I have any off the top of my head. I'm not going to lie.
0: <laughs> it's not the most chill way to enter intro someone into if they want to speak out either. <laughs> okay. Okay, we will jump into trivia, and I will. And I, we have three questions for you. They'll be slightly different formatted. So we are gonna jump in, and the first one is: we have some very, you know, I I think there are. Oh wait, I almost gave away my third answer, and thank God I didn't. But there's there are a lot of contributors on this year's team. I think a lot of Big Ten teams have sort of a a single goal scorer, and then everyone else drops off there are a ton of players who have contributed both in the attack and for the roster this year. But in terms of one specific statistic, who would you, who do you think has the highest shot on goal percentage? And both of you just try and think of your answer first and then I'll, and then we'll make you guess. So highest shot on goal percentage. So let me know when you, when you have your, your guess. I think you, Wait, Raylan, do you have your guess? I think so. Okay, so Ken's guess first.
1: I think I'm going to go with Izzy. I think I think it's Izzy.
0: Raylan, how about you?
2: I am thinking it's Kenan.
0: It's well, you both obviously chose two big-time ballers, but it's actually Delaney Stecker. <laughs> no way. Yeah, shout out. Delaney. Delaney L- is just crushing it. She doesn't just serve 70-foot free kicks. She doesn't just finish her PKs. She also puts her shots on frame. Although I will say multiple players were around like 50% shots on goal. So there's there's multiple big-time ballers on this team. This next format is a little bit different. So uh, there was a random erroneous thing that an announcer said where they claimed that Minnesota was like fifth in the country for red cards. I don't know who was making that claim. Minnesota, for the record, the Gophers don't have a single red card this season. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what ranking that would be on. But you do have eight different players with yellow cards. And so we are going to go back and forth. And Raylan, will let you guess first. So we'll go youngest first on this one. And you will each name a player you think has a yellow card and we'll go until you run out. So Raylan, you can guess first.
2: I know I have
1: one. <laughs>
0: You do. I think. I think you might have two. I can't remember, but you definitely have a yellow card. So think, you, you got yourself. I think he has one. Who? Elizabeth. Yep. Yep. Overberg. Elizabeth Overberg has one. Raylan, you get next guest.
1: Um.
2: Delaney.
0: Yep. Delaney has one. Izzy. Ben. Yep. Izzy has one. Oh. Uh, four left (laughs) at least one of them was a very big surprise to me but the rest i think you could find some way to believe that they happened so there, there are four players left meg which which one
2: I think it was Plashko.
0: Yeah, Plashko has one. Nice. You're still in it, Raylin. Kens, how about you?
1: I think Ainsley got one.
0: That was my surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ainsley's played, you know, a total of like 20 minutes and found herself a yellow card. Good for you, Ainsley. So we have so props to you. She's hardcore. Uh uh Raylin, there are two left. Who's your next guest?
2: Kaya,
0: yes, nice pens. Ken- so- <laughs> can you force a tie?
1: Mm. I want to say Donnie, but I don't think that's right. But I, I don't know.
0: It's it was actually one of Raylan's classmates, it's Abby Franson.
1: Oh.
0: Although I will say both Donnie and Abby have been called for some bullshit foul calls. So they, they both have had some some garbage calls on them just because they're even moderately physical. Although, Ray Lynn, you easily have the most <laughs> calls on you because you, you just happen to be running and then someone falls down and it's like, well.
2: It's hard to stop it once it starts going sometimes. <laughs> that's,
0: that's probably always been a situation for you, right? Like always getting extra foul calls.
2: Yeah, did um, it
0: happen, 100%. Did it happen more or less in basketball for you?
2: Um, actually, in basketball, I can follow out of, like, I think two consecutive games my freshman year, two or three consecutive games.
0: Uh, like it, it's
2: the transfer from soccer to basketball. Basketball, you can't be as physical in soccer. I mean, I get away with some things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so this one, this is the one that I almost gave away the answer to this question. But I, as I said in the intro, a ton of players have contributed on this year's Gopher team. It is, I actually think, um, maybe the broadest set of like serious contributors in my time covering the team. And so this specific question is, how many players do you think have at least one goal or one assist? So anyone who has one or more of either of those. So you don't have to have both, but at least a goal or an assist. And keep it to yourself for now, but try and think of the number. This is, and I what I appreciate in this silence is I can really see the thinking going on. That you're you're both serious thinkers. This is good. And I appreciate that when it's a podcast, that silence will be really, really weird because I yeah. should have over it. Okay, so do you both have your numbers? I think okay. Yeah. Ken's do you have yours? Kens will let you guess first.
1: I think just in Big Ten play?
0: No, in the whole in the whole season.
1: I think 14.
0: Raylan, how about you?
2: I
1: was gonna say
0: 13. Ken's! nails it 14 is it i was
1: counting everyone in my head
0: (laughs) are you kidding me that's an unreal and frankly raylin was only one away (laughs) you both are much smarter than me i don't know how i would have done that math but that is crazy town (laughs) really nice job by both of you so that was great i think Kenzie, you come away with the trivia crown for this episode. Although both of you balled out on that yellow card question too.
1: Yeah, so, I was impressed. I was impressed by that one because I didn't, I couldn't remember anyone until we started talking, <laughs> except for you, Baker. You're the only one I could remember.
0: Right. Yeah, ba- Baker's earned a couple of yellows, I think. So, thank you so much, Kenzie Langdock, Raylan Baker. Gophers have one final. Uh, game in the regular season, but I have very high hopes for there to be some Big Ten tournament noise. I know you all are going to ratchet it up for that, but I believe it's senior night against Nebraska on Sunday. Folks should really come out and show out for the senior class. Ken's we will super senior rep you that day as well. Um, this team has just been fun as hell. This, this senior class has been fun as hell. There's so much commitment that all of you give to this team day in, day out, year in, year out. So viewers, listeners go out, support the squad on Sunday, and then following that, we'll know where the Gophers land in the possible big 10 tournament seating, all that stuff. But it is Friday. We are going to cut you loose Baker. Maybe you'll get to go to sleep, which is great. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Both of you.
1: Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. See ya.